This is Big Mo here coming to you at the Home Field Advantage podcast uh, here live with Action Jackson on this dreary, dreary Wednesday in Central Arkansas. Are you there with me, Action? Uh, I am here. It, it just seems like every day is dreary right now. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, we might as well talk about the weather because that's the only thing that's really relevant in Arkansas right now is the weather. And uh, yeah, just glad. Yeah, like you said, it's is not a whole lot to talk about this week. It's um, our basketball season. I, I feel like, and uh, you know, I, I, you say this, you hear this said all the time, and I, I've been through enough basketball seasons to know that things can completely change, and I kind of expect they will. But at this point, I, I think it's kind of too late. I, I think this is this is the. Uh, three or four losses that our football team had when we were, what, about two and six. Our basketball, season, our basketball team might as well be, you know, about two or five, two and five about to go two and six in, in football terms. I mean, it's bowl eligibility is the, the you know, the, the most high, the highest aspiration that you could hope for. And nothing's impossible, but... Um, Man, it was it was ugly this this past week uh, losing. We we had to get a win against uh, South Carolina, uh, and and we we didn't do it. We didn't do it. In fact, we didn't come close. Thir- Thirteen point loss to the Gamecocks at home. Um, you know, we had we needed to win that game. Not just win it, but win it convincingly and get some chemistry going. And it was really no contest. From the get go, I think South Carolina led. The, I don't think we ever led during the entire game. We just got handled in Bud Walton, and uh, now tonight we get the uh, the distinct privilege of traveling to Oxford, Mississippi, to play an Ole Miss team that is now being coached by the one and only Chris Beard of Texas Tech, Texas, and don't forget UALR fame. And uh, we are, at least I am, completely expecting this to not just be an L, but an ugly L. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, and, and I'm glad that we're, we're talking about this on game day, which we normally don't do, because uh, I'm not going to really want to talk about it afterwards. That's how I feel about it. Because, <laughs> uh, it's just not... Uh, it's, it's, it's not it's not a, a happy time. I, I think if we lose one more, I think that matches Musselman's uh, worst worst season, uh, worst record to start a season would be ten and nine, would tie his worst record as a collegiate coach. About uh, you know what I what I'm hearing, and that's alarming to me. And what's even more alarming to me, which I wanted to make this point, is there's only one sport now where anybody even thinks twice about, hey, man, we got to play Arkansas this weekend. And and that's baseball. Yep. We've become Vanderbilt. I'm saying it right now. We have become Vanderbilt. Yep. Nobody wants to play us on the baseball field, and they're not afraid to play us anywhere else. We might as well be the Vanderbilt Razorbacks. 
or the Fayetteville Commodores. The Arkansas Commodores. Because <laughs> that's what we've become. And it's, it's really sad. Uh, I mean, I, my predictions haven't been very good, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it after this week with Ole Miss and Kentucky. We're going to be 10 and 10 after this week. Yeah. That's going to be our record. 10 and 10 yeah. with no hope of any postseason anything. That's really where I'm standing right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think anyone – you'd have to almost be a fool to predict – that not to happen. Now, that being said, it would not shock me if we did win one of these two games coming up. It wouldn't shock me because it is basketball, and we've seen a lot of shocking results this, this year so far. West Virginia, who has a terrible losing record, they beat Kansas last week at home, the number three in the country. And, and West Virginia, like I said, doesn't even have a win. They've got 11 losses this year. So... Um, and same thing, obviously, we, we beat Duke on our home court. It's the same team that beat Duke. So it's not impossible for us to pull out one of these wins. But but the, the sad thing is, Jackson, is it, it's not going to matter. Is that at this point, even if we pull out one of those wins, I still don't see a path forward to to even sniffing tournament eligibility. I, I think even if we pull out one of those wins, and we have this podcast again next week, before hopefully before we play our our uh, game in the middle of next week, and we're sitting here at eleven and nine. I still would be saying, I still would be feeling like um, we'd be doing good to have a winning record for the year, and and I mean not even coming close to making the tournament, probably not making the NIT. But but having a winning record, just winning more games than losing, I think would be a challenge at this point, even if we won one of those games. So we, I mean, I guess the only good news out there on the basket on the men's basketball side, well, maybe there's two good things. One of them is we literally have nothing to lose anymore. So go out there, no pressure, play ball as hard as you can. Um, and, and maybe you'll sneak up on somebody who's not prepared for you, even though I do think, unfortunately, we're not going to have much surprise factor given that we did beat Duke this year and that we are Arkansas and we've gone, you know, to the Sweet 16 the past three years, we got the name. So I don't think we're going to sneak up on people. But the, the second good thing we got going is I, I feel like uh, – Baseball, I mean, a ba- basketball fan, like you said, we've reached the point to where we don't care. I think there's an article out there to where there's not a whole lot of pain in basketball with, or there will, won't be for the rest of the season because we've checked out. People have checked out. It's it's no longer – once once you get handled like we got handled by Auburn and South Carolina, two teams that we should – virtually always beat especially at home but but anywhere we play them in basketball and once you get handled like that at home twice and there's just been no real fight in the team um then there's there's no what no nothing to do except just turn the tv off and find something else to do right i mean absolutely and you know you had me wondering what i was going to talk to you about today whether it was going to be uh you know uh you know, upcoming Olympics, uh, whether it's going to be, uh, you know, beach volleyball, whether it's going to be uh, the, the Royal Rumble this weekend. I mean, I mean, 
we got to find something relevant because it's not the basketball team. I mean, you were even, uh, before the podcast, Jackson, you were talking to me about golf. That's how bad it's gotten. This is the middle of January, and you're talking to me about golf. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know? And, and we're, I mean, where we had something, I mean, we had something that was, you know, hasn't happened since 1991. A, a, a rookie wins <laughs> on the PGA Tour. Hasn't happened since 1991. I mean, Maybe I'm it's sure. an amateur, an amateur. You know, amateur an amateur, one. thank you. You, know, you corrected the, the terminology. But it hasn't happened since 1991. Hasn't happened since I was five years old as an amateur one. So, I mean, kudos to him. I can't even, I can't even tell you the guy's name right now. But he Nick won. Dunlap. Nick Dunlap, yeah. who uh, Good job, his, his family actually produces a golf ball called Dunlap. Yeah, and a so set of and clubs. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if I don't know if he has any connection. That's, but. that's a great that's a great line. <laughs> we would be we would be better off talking about an amateur winning on the PGA tour. Who has no connection to Arkansas? Basketball team. Yeah. No, no connect where's he even from? He's more relevant. He's more relevant. He is more relevant right now than our, our home team basketball team is. Let me let me try to find out where Nick Dunlap is even from. Some way we can tie him to this podcast. Oh, great! He's from Huntsville, Alabama. So, oh, great! Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we come he's to. Not, uh, he's from our most hated rival state. You know, and he he actually plays golf at the University of Alabama. So here we are. This is what we've become. We're now celebrating an Alabama Crimson Tide golfer on our podcast during basketball <laughs> season. This is this is this is a new low for us. And, and Ooh. we would have never we would have never expected that under Muslim. And now I wanna say that if if there's any coach in America that can figure out a way to salvage some part of this season, it's Eric Musselman. But at the same time, we don't even have a home court where people appear to come play anymore. Bud Walton used to be this majestic palace of mid-America where nobody wanted to go to the Bud and play because they knew what was waiting on them, more than likely an L. Now I have the feeling that anybody can think we can go to Bud Walton and we can get a win. That's how that's how oh, people yeah. look, look at our basketball palace of mid-America now. It's yeah. not the palace of mid-America anymore. No. We have to restore that, and I don't see it happening. No, and then, I mean, just to, I guess, close out the discussion on basketball. Yes, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's not impossible for us to climb back into contention this season because we do have a good win in Duke on the schedule. And especially if we were to get free, you know, God forbid we were to beat Kentucky this weekend, that would be a, another guy. I mean, I would say at this point, if you're going to come back and, and have even a sniff of a hope of making a tournament, we've got to beat Kentucky. That's that's become a must-win. Almost every game's a must-win, but especially that one's got to be a must-win because at this point, yeah, I've seen seasons, you know, I think we all have. I, I'm particularly thinking about uh, Michigan State. Michigan State has these years – not frequently, but also it's not rare for them. But they'll have just a stinker of a year where they lose 11, 12 games. Now, I'm sure Michigan State holds the record for the most losses to make the NCAA tournament. They probably lost 13 or 14 games and still made the tournament. Now, they barely had a winning record, 
but they played a really tough schedule, non-conference schedule, brutal non-conference schedule, and they came on strong at the end. Um, and and so it's not impossible for it to happen, but you have to have a lot of quality wins, and you have to really be strong at the end of the season. And but but even then, I mean, right now the the thing is, it's not about the losses. It's not that you're losing. Is the way that we're losing and who we're losing to and where we're losing. It's the way, the who, and the where. And then they're all bad. They all point to not, I mean, just terrible. And so, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the light on outside in case the Razorback basketball team wants to show up in the dead of night, leaving the light on, but I ain't, I ain't staying at the door. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go go on, do other things, you know, I think we all have to. And by the way, uh, you know, we started last podcast uh, talking about the Lady Hogs, and we thought maybe they would help save our, our basketball season. We'd love to talk about them. But after beating Georgia by 40 points, they, of course, dropped the game to Mississippi State, then they won at Alabama. And after winning at Alabama, I had some hope that they would give LSU a game, who's number 10 in the country. Well, they got they got handled by by about thirty points. You know, I think more than thirty points, and so we don't have good news to report. And that was after a full week of preparation. They they had a a buy a buy day, you might say, last week, where they had a full seven days between games to prepare for LSU. And LSU it wasn't it wasn't even a contest. It wasn't even a contest. Yeah. Yeah. And so. You know, they didn't. They didn't even give us the bright spot that we were maybe hoping for, and you know, and that's why. That's why we're searching. We're 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 looking under the rocks. We're we're you know looking behind the couch. You know, we're we're trying to find something to uh to, to bring that's that it's relevant and it's it's just it's just not not good things right now on the Arkansas front. Well, well, we, we uh, looks, like, looks like about the only bright spot we've got is if you look eastward, look eastward to my other favorite team, NC State. For a while, the men's basketball team was was looking strong, and I, I guess they they still are, somewhat. But uh, we have sad news about them this weekend too. Unfortunately, they they were five and one in conference play, rolling along fine, and then they played Virginia Tech at home. And inexplicably decided to lose to Virginia Tech. Uh, the one thing I was saying about Kevin Keats before this game is at least he wins all the games he's supposed to. He, he can't beat North Carolina. He, he, I mean, I say he can't beat North Carolina. His record is actually not terrible against him. It's 3-10. and 10. He's beaten them 3 out of 13 times, which is probably as much as, I, as we can ask for. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not terrible. But didn't beat them this year. Got blown out by double digits at home, and uh, I think his record against Duke is even worse. But looking at the NC State schedule, they play their next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Their next ten games, ten games on the schedule. They don't have a single ranked opponent. Wow. I would. I would. I would venture to say that there's not a single game in the, in that stretch of 10 that they're going to be the underdog in. I think they will be favored 
to win all 10 of those games. And at the end of the season, they go to Chapel Hill. Then they play Duke at home. Both of those games are in March, early March. And then their last game on March 9th is at Pittsburgh, which is obviously a very winnable game. Yeah. And so they they have a, a really a gravy schedule. And that's why it concerns me that the loss to Virginia Tech, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I guess it didn't come out of nowhere because last game against Wake Forest, we were down by double digits in that game, but managed to come back at home. Should have never been that situation. Um, it just feels to me like NC State, is really they're, they're overperforming. I, I feel like they're overperforming, and um, we'll see what they do tonight. They play uh, at Virginia. First time they played the Cavaliers this year at home. They beat them by sixteen, which is great result. But uh, we go to Virginia tonight. Keep our fingers crossed that we can get a win on the road in Charlottesville. And then after that, we play uh, at Syracuse this weekend, which is. Again, a game uh, we'll probably be favored. I'm assuming we'll be favored in. Uh, definitely a very winnable game, even though uh, the Orange are 13-6, and six, so not bad. And they will be playing at home, but it'll, it'll be kind of a toss-up game. And, uh, and then we got Miami and Georgia Tech next week at home. In fact, we have three home games in a row after these two road games. Miami, Georgia Tech, and Pittsburgh. It should all be wins, all be wins, and you know, so you know they have it all in front of them. They just have to go out there and perform. Got to perform. Got to perform. If you're gonna, if you, you know, if you're not gonna have any good wins on the schedule, and right now NC State has zero. They have zero good wins. They've played four quality teams this year, and that's North Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Brigham Young. Who is who's BYU is still ranked, yeah. and uh, those are the four quality teams that they played, and the closest they came to any of them was a nine-point loss on a neutral court to Tennessee. So they haven't kept kept it with less than nine points with any of those quality teams, and and there's absolutely zero other quality wins on the schedule. So NC State is building a resume that the committee is going to look at and say, well, yeah, you've got, you won 20 games this year, but you didn't play anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, understandable. and of course they'll get their chance at the end here with Duke coming. Fortunately, we play Duke only once and we play him at home. So NC State will get their chance eventually to get a win against a quality team. But the next 10 games they play, they can win them all, and it's still not going to affect the quality wins. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, they, we, we do need to string wins together, and, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how many wins. Right now, NC State is 13-5. Uh, and five. And so, if we were to win our next 10, you're looking at 20-5. and five. I mean, I'm sorry, you're looking at 23-5. and five. And But I still don't know if I would feel very good about the team unless we've just improved our play somehow, you know, or honestly our coaching. I just – I don't have a lot of faith in coaching – in our coaching in, in tight games against good opponents right now. So, anyway – 
Uh, so NC State, after li- dropping a game at home to Virginia Tech, uh, I'm kind of down on them too. So again, another another reason for for a dreary Wednesday. Uh, I mean, Virginia Tech was ten and seven coming in, and we let them get a win in our house. You just they really shouldn't even be that close of a game. It should be a, a 10, 10 point plus win if you're a good team to a pretty poor Virginia Tech team. Right. But but we do have one bright spot, Jackson. And I know we're, we're digging deep, but we're, at least we're not digging deep, you know, golf deep. But our one bright spot is the NC State women. Yeah. NC State women, okay? Talk about so NC State women's basketball is currently ranked number four in the country. And uh, we haven't talked about much on this podcast because we've generally had uh, the more popular men's sports to talk about. But uh, – but we have we have now switched over, and they just got a nice win against Duke. Good one. At, at home, on sat on Sunday, actually three days ago on Sunday, um, but somehow dropped three spots in the rankings. They're down to number seven. So I kind of scratched my head that. But NC State women are sixteen and two. They lost to Virginia Tech too the last time that. They played. Virginia Tech's kind of got our number in both sports, I guess. But we lost by one point at Virginia Tech, who's ranked number 13 in the country. And we also had an ugly loss uh, last week uh, at Miami by 14 points. So I guess that's why we dropped in rankings is we won one, but we but we lost one last week. Right. So NC State women are 16-2. Uh, Coming up this week, they should have two pretty, pretty easy games. They got they play at Clemson, and they play at Boston College, and then the week after that, they start a very tough stretch where they play three top twenty teams in a row in North Carolina, Louisville, and Virginia Tech again, and then they have Notre Dame after that. So they play four of the next the next five games after next week. They play ranked opponents, but um. I think they'll be ranked the highest in all those games because they're number seven. So uh, we continue to uh, to have optimism about the NC State women, and we may have to may have to go into more depth coverage with, with them. But uh, right now we're looking for uh, what, what's that date in February that we're looking towards, Jackson? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's I'm glad you asked. It's uh, February 16th through the 19th. <laughs> the first baseball weekend in Boston. <laughs> they welcome James Madison University, and it is my understanding that the Arkansas Razorbacks men's collegiate bas- uh, bas- uh, basketball, they were stuck on basketball, baseball team is going to be the number one team in the country coming into the season. Really? Yeah. We're going to be ranked number one, or are you talking about the recruiting class? Uh, it's my understanding that we have the number one preseason ranking. I can't back that up. I haven't seen the rankings, but I've, uh, I heard that through the grapevines in Arkansas that Arkansas is going to come into the season ranked number one. Oh, so I'm going I'm to look at the poll here on that and and see where we're actually at. But they're very yeah. The poll has not been released yet. Yeah. I guess looking back at last year's poll, Wake Forest was number one. 
let's let's pray that Wake Forest does not uh, have the kind of season again like they had. I don't understand how Wake Forest comes out of nowhere to become a um, a power in baseball because they, you know. You know and, and you know, and, and I'm glad you used the word power because that's a perfect segue for me to uh, to to get on bended knee and tell Big Mo that he was correct. I should not have went against the power that is Patrick Mahomes and the the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift bandwagon of Chief fans because they once again proved me wrong as the Chiefs went into Buffalo and and won to advance the AFC Championship game in which I'm still going to go on record. I'm not picking Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick Baltimore to beat Kansas City. I don't know where you were jumping next, but I heard that word power, and I, I just had to say you were right. You were right yeah. in, in, in your pick with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you ever actually said that he was going to beat Josh Allen, but that's exactly what happened. And then I on did the not. Other side, I did not San Francisco that. is going to play Detroit in an NFC Championship game. We don't have to talk about the little the, the little team that Detroit stepped over to get to San Francisco. <laughs> We don't have to talk about that because uh, apparently the Bucks forgot how to play defense. They played no defense across the middle. They got tore up across the middle, and Baker threw an interception. The game's over. Bucks lose. Detroit goes on to play San Francisco. San Francisco kind of struggled with the Packers, but I'm still picking San Francisco, and I'm going to say on the record that San Francisco and Brock Purdy We'll face off against the Baltimore Ravens, led Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl. There you have it. So to sum up last week, the Razorbacks basketball team lost twice. Yes. Uh, The Razorback women lost their only game. Yes. Badly. NC State men lost at home to a team who had no business beating them. Yes. NC State women got beat by double digits on the road, dropped in the rankings. Yes. And and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers fell to the Detroit Lions. Yes. To end their season. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and you also missed a prediction in the game you had no real rooting interest in, but you called Buffalo at home, like yes. I think most people were predicted, given that they right. beat Kansas City in Kansas City this year. Yes. But you couldn't even get that right. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get that to happen. I mean, I mean, Jackson, is is it just – is it raining? I'm looking outside. It's still raining. It's raining some more outside. It, it, it's very it's very dreary. And, and, again, if you want to place your bets, don't place your bets on San Francisco to play Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Place your bets on the opposite. Place your bets that Detroit's going to play Kansas City, and you'll probably win. Because I haven't been very good at these <laughs> predictions this year. So, well, yeah, um, you gave me some credit. That's where I stand, though. Well, you gave me some credit that I didn't deserve there with saying that I picked Patrick Mahomes. I just pointed out that you got to be very careful when you're when anytime you're betting against the Chiefs. And I didn't know when I when I said that I, I didn't know the stats that Patrick Mahomes has never not made it to the conference championship game yeah, that's, that's in his career. Stat. 
And so if I would have known that stat, I probably I probably would have confidently called the Chiefs, and I, I would get credit for that. But I don't deserve any credit. I thought Buffalo was going to win that game, too. And they've eliminated Buffalo three out of the last four years. If I would have known that stat, I might, yeah. have, uh, I might have reconsidered. But, and, you know, it's, it's already been well, so Even then, uh, Buffalo beat them in Kansas City this year. I mean – I mean, again, this is a different Buffalo team, a different Kansas City team, and um, you know, but but the Buffalo really got handled. I mean, it was a close game, but only because of that fumble through the end zone. It looked to me like Buffalo just got completely outcoached. That their coach was, especially with that fake punt that didn't work at the end there, and almost completely blew the game. Um, Buffalo was pressing. They, you could tell that they were trying to do things out of the ordinary because they felt like they had to take risks to win the game. It was That's a sign of weakness in general. It's a sign of weakness. Buffalo did not do what they did against the Dallas Cowboys when they played them, which is just run the ball down their throat the entire game. And if they would have done that, I think Buffalo probably wins that game. But the only way Buffalo was going to win is if they established a running game. It's the only way they were going to win that game. And they didn't do that. They ran it a few times, didn't work out, and then they started with the Josh Allen. I'm talking about running it with James Cook, the running back, not with Josh Allen. But Josh Allen went back to either passing or running for his life, which he did a great job of, as usual. But, again, like like they said, there was zero big plays for Buffalo. You're not going to get those big pass plays if you can't run the ball and make them make them stay honest on the run. That's right. And that's what happened. Is is zero explosive plays for the Bills, and uh, that's why next thing you know, Jason Kelsey's shirtless, and he's he's drunk and he's screaming uh, in favor of his brother in the Buffalo stands, and that's the image that people see of that game. Is is Taylor Swift behind him? You know, kind of cringing in uh, amusement, I, I would say. And Jason Kelsey screaming like a silverback gorilla from the from the, the luxury box without his shirt on. Yeah. Okay. Which is not a sight I ever really wanted to see. No, and, and probably Eagles fans wouldn't want to see either, but he's no longer no. a, rep- a representative of the Eagles. So, well, I tell you, the Bills fans sure didn't want to see it because that's not a good sign. Not a good sign. Of course, Travis Kelsey scored twice. So there was a lot to celebrate in the Kelsey uh, Kelsey family and you now, by extension, the Swift family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I mean, apparently it's a match made football heaven. Uh, you know, so uh, it's, it's really And I, I do want to say one thing. I, w- I want to salute Taylor Swift. I do want to look to Travis Kelsey scored two touchdowns. And I'll be honest, he's gotten a lot of flack this year about, especially in fantasy, a lot of fantasy football players not happy with Travis Kelsey because he had a stinker of a fantasy football year. And the Chiefs, frankly, you know, the reason they had to play on the road is because they didn't do that well in the regular season. And there's been a lot of talk about Travis Kelsey is more focused on Taylor Swift. I want to give a shout-out and salute to Taylor Swift, who's been getting a lot of flack from people for for their relationship hurting the Chiefs. Well, it it looked like it didn't hurt him that much. It certainly didn't hurt him last game. 
So there's a lot of people who need to eat some crow on that. When when things are going bad for the Chiefs, oh, it's Taylor Swift's fault. Well, you got to give her credit when it's going good, too. Travis Kelsey played a heck of a football game, not just the touchdowns. He called a lot of contested passes, uh, made some good runs. Oh, oh, how far we have fallen off. We're outing, <laughs> and saluting Taylor Swift on this great American show. Yeah, I know, I know it's going down, but I, I just want to point out these these significant others, especially in, in football. And, and on the other side of that, I don't know if you know, but Josh Allen, at the end of last year, he broke up with his girlfriend, and he's actually got a new girlfriend now who's a celebrity. I don't happen to know her name off the top of my head, but and, but but she's been she's been getting a lot of credit with the Bills. Well, first of all, the, when they lost in early in the year, she got basically that they were saying, "Oh well, you know, it's the new girlfriend that's messing him up." Well, then they came back and they they got the two seed in the year, had a great end of the year. Oh, this girlfriend's doing great. You know, you, people got to stop with that stuff. There's just too much. I don't. I don't think it. Now, that being said, it's not. You know, if if your if your home life isn't going great, it could affect you. I think there are some instances you know, where you can. The next, and the next thing you know, we're going to be talking relationship advice. <laughs> How to be better at home on the home field. Um, yes. You know, I mean, with uh, with 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 Doctor Mo and and, and Doctor Action, and you know, but which eventually we're going to get back. It's, it's a promise. Okay. It's truly that we're going to get back to talking about relevant sports. All right, Jackson's cutting me off here. He's cutting me off. When that's they good. happen, when they happen, it's going to happen. I promise. That's my promise. And and, and you know, <laughs> but, but you got to make sure that you let them know where they can find all this great content, Big Mo. And well, you can find it on this podcast, which of course we're on Spotify, and you can also uh, it's also uploaded to our Twitter which is homefield underscore ADV. That's our Twitter handle. Homefield underscore ADV. That's where you can find the Homefield Advantage podcast. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, this, this, is, uh, this has been one of the more depressing podcasts that we've done because there's, there's not just not a lot of brightness on the horizon. Uh, I do still feel good about my NC State basketball, both women and men. And we, we do have, you know, if we traded places with those with the Hogs, I think this would be an excellent podcast. But, um, you know, it, it's 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 hard to hang your hat on that. Well, it's still definitely a pleasure to do it, though. I mean, it's, this is a, a great time of the year to be a sports fan. I mean, the Super Bowl's around the corner. Yep. The NBA is in full well, swing for those people that have relevant teams. Uh, not me, because Detroit is... Uh, it doesn't matter where they play; they're going to lose. Uh, and you know, it, it's it's just it's a great time of the sports year. I mean, March Madness is around the corner, whether the Razorbacks are there or not. So we're we're still going to be here for you, even on these depressing, dreary Wednesday uh, afternoons, uh, doing what we do. Yeah, and I, I will say you you mentioned football there a little bit, Jackson. That I do think that the AFC Championship is going to be a really good game. Between the Chiefs and the Ravens, because it's 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 a perfect collision in my mind between a team that seizes the moment historically in the Chiefs and a team that chokes in the moment. 
at least in recent history, in the Ravens. Right. And I, I think the Ravens are hands down the better football team from top to bottom. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but like like I said it last week, though, there's that there's the that that just want it factor, the it factor that the Chiefs have. The rising to the occasion factor, the preparation factor, the out-strategizing the other team. And I tell you, if it's a game, the Ravens, they might be the team that freezes up. So I'm going to actually make the call this time. I don't think I did it last week, but I'm going to call the Chiefs. And, and I, hopefully that assures that the Ravens advance to the Super Bowl. We don't see the Chiefs anymore. But I, I am going to call the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs go into Baltimore just like they went into Buffalo, and they win that game. Wow. Now on the other side, um, you know, I, I'm going pure upsets here. Let's go pure upsets. I'm 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 looking at a Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl, and I'm not going to call who I think is going to win it. But I'm looking at two upsets this week. Oh, that you take to the bank. That's the one you take to the bank right there. That's the one you go put it. On the money line was what Big Mo said. Not what I said. <laughs> oh, it's his. You know, if you if you split them, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna break even. I mean, because we're we're definitely divided on this. But uh, yeah, great. Oh, and I'll say this about the 49ers. The Packers should have won that game. Anybody who watches that game knows the Packers should have won that football game. Should have. It, it, you have to. There's amazing, uh, such an amazing choke job by the Packers and uh, the 49ers, they should have been down by 10 points with three point with three minutes to play, but just, just fortuitous. And I don't think Debo Samuel is completely healthy. I don't think the Niners are anywhere close to the team. They usually are without Debo Samuel. I I will say this. I think Detroit got a break by playing the 49ers instead of the Packers because the Packers embarrassed them in Ford field on Thanksgiving day. That the Lions did not want to play a Packers team that just got done beating the Cowboys and the 49ers. They didn't want to do it. But this is the Lions' chance. They got you. Got to go through somebody to get to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. You got to go through somebody. They the first two games they got a create. They got the Rams who weren't even expected to be in the playoffs this year, and then they got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No offense, Jackson, but but who probably you know. I mean, and they're not a bad team, but they're certainly not a heavyweight, okay? They're not anywhere close to a heavyweight. You're telling me the Detroit Lions, you just have to really win one true playoff game that's a true heavyweight Goliath team to get to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. If, if not now, when? You know what I'm saying? If not now, when is Detroit going to have a juggernaut that can get to the Super Bowl. I don't see anything on the horizon that makes me think they're going to have a much better team than the Eagles or the 49ers or the Cowboys or or, any, or a lot of teams uh, in, in the near future. This is their chance. And so I think I, I, I think Detroit seizes the moment. I think they seize the moment. All good points. Uh, I'm calling it. going either way i won't be shocked if that's how if that's how it comes down for sure all right well i feel like i feel like this podcast is going to be all downhill from here because i just that was that was my crescendo so um 
Uh, we, uh, need, we, we need, need to, we regroup, need to regroup, regroup for next, for next week. week. Okay, Jackson. Okay, Jackson. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have some wins to talk about on 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 some court or some field somewhere. We got, we got you, you, right? I mean, just the the the, the odds are we're not going to lose again, right? Isn't that what gamblers you should think? I'll keep watching the golf headlines, <laughs> and I'll keep watching the ticker on the bottom to see who's winning the UFC fight. I mean, heck, I'll even watch wrestling Friday to see who who they think is going to win the Royal Rumble. So I've got something relevant to bring. I'll tell you this, Jackson. If we're talking about golf on this podcast next week, then this is this you're just going to hear radio silence from this end of the podcast with the occasional interjection. Yeah. It's going to be 95% of you talking. So I want to prepare you for that. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and and you know, and, and I, I'll just I'll just say, uh, you know, hopefully we have some relevance to talk about, and I can only end it with the amen to that. Amen. Amen.